And God says that you're his beloved. And God says, if you were the only person lost in all of eternity, he would have sent his own son to die on the cross just for you because he loves you that much. And I realize that for many of us, we're like, yeah, that might be true for everyone else. That's not true for me. That's a lie. You're who he says you are. And he calls you child. People around you will constantly try to tell you who you are. Your parents, friends, and Even strangers form opinions about you. And if you're not careful, you can begin to define yourself by their standards. Today, Pastor Daniel will tell you to forget what others have said about you. Their definitions don't matter. The only thing that matters is who God says you are. You're his beloved child, welcomed into his family through the blood of Jesus. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Romans chapter 8 as he continues his message, Adopted. put to death life in the flesh by the what? by the spirit see what the Lord wants to do in each one of us he doesn't want you to get in the flesh to eradicate the flesh he's saying what I want is I want you by the spirit by choosing because of the finished work of Jesus say I am not going to live in the flesh the spirit puts to death life in the flesh It's the Spirit's work, not ours. So the idea of you and I having to somehow in the flesh try and get this thing done, no, it's a spiritual thing that God has already granted to you in Christ that we get to choose to live in right now. And it's very important for us to realize that. And really what he's saying, of course, is that for as many as are led by the Spirit, These are God's kids. That's how you'll know that somebody is led by the Spirit. Now, listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 16, verses 13 to 15. Jesus says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine, and he will declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I say to you that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So if you want to know when you're being led by the Spirit, you have to ask yourself, is this something that glorifies Jesus? It's a simple, simple litmus test to life in the Spirit. Simple. Does this glorify Jesus? And now, here's the thing you need to realize about life. The church, the people of God, not the buildings, but the called out people who have been redeemed by Jesus, the church almost never gets in trouble when it does things that glorify Jesus. But it always gets in trouble when it doesn't do things that glorify Jesus. Now, I said it almost always because there are times in the history of the church where There is persecution where there is a power that is now 
because somebody is a Christian, that alone becomes a, a reason for them to get in trouble. You find it in the book of Acts. You find it through the history of the church. It's going on all over the globe, unfortunately, today. And we're not really seeing it yet in America, but it's sort of starting to feel that way a little bit. Right? Where now, all of a sudden, our beliefs are marginalized. Where we are looked down upon because of the simple reality that we believe that we are flawed and God is not and God sent a redeemer. What's amazing is, is our culture believes that we're flawed because every time we find out that someone else did something that is not perfect, we're not really shocked anymore, are we? It's just another story of a person being a person. But the difference is, is we believe that God is not and God sent a redeemer. But here's the thing. When you are led by the spirit, the things that you do glorify Jesus. Because the Spirit's job is to take of what is Jesus's and bring it to us to lead us into the truth. Not my truth or your truth or our cultural derived truth, but the truth. Who is Jesus? Now, here's the thing about being led by the Spirit. And I think that this is really important. Because oftentimes when you hear you and I, the children of God are led by the Spirit. We say to ourselves, well, I better go do something. And here's what I want to tell you. A lot of being led by the Spirit is being super faithful and doing what is right in front of you right now. Like if you're married right now, are you being led by the Spirit to love your spouse, to respect your spouse? If you are single, are you being led by the Spirit into a holy sexuality where you embrace the reality that God has not brought me a spouse and God might not ever bring me a spouse, but this is an opportunity because I read 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And I realize that when you're married, you got to check in with your spouse. And if you can do what God's asking you to do when you're single, you don't got to ask nobody. I remember when, as a young pastor, I was a single pastor when I first went into the ministry before I had met Lynn. And I remember I would read 1 Corinthians 7, the Apostle Paul saying some deep stuff. He's saying, listen, I wish that more people were single like me. It's like, what? And then he writes it down. He's like, he's like listen, because if you're married, you got to go check in with your spouse. And if you're not, guess what? You just do what Jesus said. But then he said, oh, <laughs> all the single ladies are like, holla, amen, right? But here's what goes on. Here's what goes on. But then Paul says, when he says that, he's like, now listen, but if you're married, you'd be faithful to that marriage. Because someone's about to say, oh man, that's why I need, I need to get rid of that spouse because they're such a drag on what God wants to do, right? Because that's where the enemy fights against you. He tells you that your spouse is a problem, right? And guess what? He tells your spouse that you're a problem, right? And what the enemy does is when you're single, the, the enemy says, you no, know the problem is, is you're single, which is a flat out lie. It wasn't a problem for Jesus, was it? No. Wasn't a problem for the Apostle Paul. See, but what goes on is we here be led by the Spirit. We say, okay, I got to go do something. I got to do this. No, no. Are you being faithful to do what God has called you? Are, do you have a job? Are you the best employee for the company that you work for? Are you a boss? Are you the epitome of a boss of integrity? As a community member here, are you the kind of person who is adding value to our community? We're here right now. You don't have to go anywhere. You just have to be led by the Spirit to say, I want to glorify Jesus in my life. Here at Crossroads, are you glorifying Jesus here? See, we can do this all day. This isn't changing anything. This is changing us, letting the Spirit lead us into a Spirit-filled life right here, right now. Now, sometimes when you're doing that, God will invite you to do some other things. It's like, I was just talking to someone recently, and they're like, I think God might be calling me to be a missionary. I'm like, cool. 
what are you doing right now? What do you mean? Well, like if God's called you to be a missionary, like you're not going to become a missionary. You're a missionary right now. And sometimes God sends us across the sea. And they were like, really? It's like they never heard that. Or it's like when I meet someone, like, I want to be a pastor. Well, where are you serving? I'm not serving. I'm going to preach like you. I'm like, well, if you don't serve, you're not a pastor. Just because someone gives you a pulpit doesn't make you a pastor. A pastor is somebody who shepherds people, and maybe they get invited into a pulpit at some point. See, but what happens is is it's about us allowing the Spirit to make us faithful to glorify Jesus right where we are now. Here's the question. Is that you right now, or what do you need to adjust? Because listen, if the children of God are led by the Spirit, I believe that God's Spirit is leading all of us right now to love our spouses. God is leading all of us, those of us who are single, to be grateful for our singleness. To have a a robust theology of the gift of singleness. That if you're widowed, you're single again for some reason. That God's like, God has a plan to that. Am I faithful to glorify you? Or do I spend my time being upset about what these things mean? On our jobs? Are we salt and light? Or are we the kind of person who says, I would never hire another believer ever again? I remember that when I first became a pastor, someone said to me, he had a business. And I'm like, you know, I know a couple of people here at church who are looking for jobs that can never hire Christians. Really? Why? It's like, because they use the fact that I'm a believer as a reason to be a lousy employee. They don't show up and they say, well, man, we're brothers in Christ. And I'm like, I'm, is that really the way it is? He's like, almost always. And I'm like, wow. Talk about not being led by the spirit. Like using Jesus as an excuse to be a lousy employee. Listen, the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And you don't have to change anything right now. You have to be faithful to what God has placed right in front of you, right where you are. And if you're faithful to say, God, will your spirit inspire me to live differently with the circumstances they are right now, then as we're faithful in those things, God might give us other things. So I don't want you to think, I'm going to get led by the Spirit. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to divorce my spouse. I'm going to abandon my kids in the name of Jesus. No. Or any derivation of that. God wants you to be led right into the life that he has for you. So we begin with the simple reality that the children of God are led by the Spirit. That's how you'll know. And that is to glorify the Lord himself. Now it says in verse 15 of Romans 8, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Now, I said this already, but really what we learned in this verse is that the person who is born again, you and I, you are adopted into a new family. You're adopted into this new family. Right? Where we come from all these different backgrounds and because of the work of the Spirit who leads us into this life that Jesus has for us, right? Then it says that we didn't receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. We're not enslaved, but we've been given this spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Now, the beauty of this is, is that all of us come from different families, but then Jesus 
enters our lives and the Spirit of God indwells us. And as the Spirit of God indwells us, then we are led by the Spirit. And now all of a sudden we become part of this bigger family. You look at all of those different families, different looks, different ethnicities, different styles, different ways that they've been raised. But now all of us together as one huge family. I mean, think about how powerful that is. Think about how amazing it is that you and I have been adopted into a bigger family. Then you just begin to realize that the people of God are global. Every tribe, nation, and tongue. You go across the globe and you meet people who are your family. As I've traveled around the world, I've been to so many different places. I'm always amazed. I'll meet somebody. I can't even speak their language, but we're family. Jesus has brought us into a family. Now we have the spirit of adoption where that person and myself, the spirit within me cries out, Abba, Father. That word Abba literally is the Aramaic word for daddy. Where what the spirit of God does is he puts us in this family that we know that we can call out to God. Not as a distant person, but as our papa. A papa who loves us. Who's for us. A God who cares about every part of our life. A God, you know, unfortunately many of us, we had cold fathers. So the idea of a warm, loving father seems crazy. But when you meet your Abba Father through the finished work of Jesus, you realize that he's good. And he does good. He cares about you. He knows everything about you. And every single one of us. He doesn't prioritize some of us over others of us. He cares about each one of us individually and uniquely and powerfully. And oftentimes, I think for many of us, we forget how powerful it is to be part of the people of God. No, it's one thing to be born into a family, isn't it? It's another thing to be adopted into a family. You know, I've always joked, you know, like I love my kids, but I'm like, man, we'll keep them around for a while. That's how we say. Like Obadiah, my son, he just turned 14 yesterday. I can't believe it. He's just, he's a man. Like, He's shaving. It's crazy to me. He gets that from Lynn's side of the family. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, he's my boy. I remember he was just a little kid. But like, you know, you realize that when you start a family, like you're making the commitment that high up, low down, these are going to be my people. You know, like I always joke, you know, how when we're reading in the Bibles, they talk about the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Perizzites. I got the Fuscoites. You know, you put your name in there with the ites after. Like, those are your people. It's one thing to have biological children. It's another thing to adopt children. And many in our family know what this is like, where you've adopted people, or maybe you were adopted. But it's quite another thing to be adopted into a family where you have complete full disclosure by God. Like, anybody who's ever adopted a child, there's hopes and dreams, but you don't know who that child is. Just like when your baby is born, you don't know all that that's going to entail. But God adopts people with full disclosure. He knows everything about us. He knows every breath we'll ever take. Every issue we're ever going to have. I love that. That God knew before I was chosen to be in Christ, before the foundation of the world, he knew everything about me. He knew all the dumb stuff I'd do. He knew all the wrong things that I would do. And he's like, I'm going to adopt you into my family anyway. 
He knows all the mistakes that I'm going to make in the future. And he's like, I've still chosen you. I've called you by my name. I put you in my I put my spirit within you by, so that you can cry out, Papa. It's like what Paul says in Galatians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He says, and because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. We love singing that song, right? I'm no longer a slave to fear, but I am a child of God. What do you think? You know why you like that verse? Because it's coming right out of the book of Romans. He, has, he didn't give us a spirit of bondage, slavery, again to fear. He says, no, 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 no. I've adopted you as a child. And you know what happens for many of us? Because of the brokenness of our families of origin... We spend most of our time just trying to figure out how to get past that stuff. But you know what happens? When you allow Jesus to be the center of your life, God shows you a new way to see yourself. Listen, I'm here to tell you, you are not what your dad said you are. You're not what your mom said you are. You're not what your buddies and friends growing up said you are. You're not what some uncle or aunt or neighbor said that you are. The truest thing about you is you are who God says that you are. And God says that you're his child. And God says that you're his beloved. And God says if you were the only person lost in all of eternity, he would have sent his own son to die on the cross just for you because he loves you that much. And I realized that for many of us, we're like, yeah, that might be true for everyone else. That's not true for me. That's a lie. You're who he says you are. And he calls you child. He loves you so much he sent his son to lay down his life for you. That's what he says about you. And he says, I will do anything for my child to know who they truly are. Because once we know who we truly are, then we become salt and light in this world. And then the church is no longer a lamp hidden under in a basket. But it's on the lampstand, giving light to the whole world. And the greatest thing you and I need today is a recovery of who we really are. Not the things that the culture says that we are. Not the lies that pastors say that we are. A good pastor is only worth anything. Because this is who God says that you are. And God says that you are beloved and redeemed. And you are worthy to be forgiven, even if you don't think so. And brothers and sisters, we need as the people of God to help our brothers and sisters Peel away all the layers of all the garbage we learned along the way and become who God says that we are, his adopted children. When you're adopted, you get a new name. You get new circumstances. You get new things are involved. And God's desire for us is to see ourselves fully and completely as his kids. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 8, verse 16. It says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. 
heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Brothers and sisters, God's family offers unique benefits. God's family offers unique benefits. Now, I say that it offers unique benefits because if you read these verses, you realize that not all the benefits of God's family are maybe things that we would choose. Notice what it says. That the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. So the Holy Spirit bears witness with the breath of life, the spirit of life that's within us, that we are children of God. And it says, and if children, then heirs. That idea of heirs is somebody who is deserving of an inheritance. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. You realize that when you're part of God's family, you receive the benefits of what it means to be part of God's family. Like what it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now here's my question. Is that a cool benefit or what? Does it say he blessed us with some spiritual blessings in the heavenly places? Maybe if he really likes you, you get an extra helping of dessert after dinner. It says he's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in Christ in the heavenly places. Now, notice it's in the heavenly places. So that for those of you who want to say, well, that's why as a child of the king, I'm supposed to be healthy, wealthy, and handsome, and wise, and all that stuff. And that's what God... Listen... It's in the heavenlies. It's not material blessings. It's spiritual blessings. What that means is that in Christ, you have everything you completely need for whatever the circumstances of your life are. You have it already. The question is, is have you pulled up and said, Lord, can I appropriate what it means to be in your family for this situation, in this circumstance, in this thing that is not working right? Lord, will you give me the grace? And he says, amen, I will. Will you give me the patience? Yes, I will. Will you give me the compassion? Yes, I will. Will you give me the bravery? Yes, I will. Will you give me the love? Yes, I will. Will you give me the ability to forgive? Yes, I will, he says, because I've already given it to you in Christ. Everything you truly need is in Christ, brothers and sisters. It's about us learning how to access those benefits. You already have them. But we pretend like we don't. We forget what we have. But not only do we get this amazing inheritance with Christ, the Apostle Paul turns, verse 17, not in a way that we want it to. Because look at what it says. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. My friends, listen. Everybody loves this message until right there. Because you and I talk about the way we've been socialized. All of us have been socialized. We will do anything not to have to suffer any inconvenience. Everything about our culture is we have to make sure that we are not convenienced in any way. Suffering, no thank you. Hardship, no thank you. Right? Jesus is real. You likely don't consider your neighbor, your co-worker, or someone halfway around the world to be family. Strangers remain strangers and friends come and go. However, if you're a child of God, these people are your family. 
Pastor Daniel reminded you today that you have a family all over the world. God's family is continually growing, and you have a place in it if you're covered by the blood of Jesus. Hey, everybody. This is Pastor Daniel Fusco from Jesus is Real Radio. I'm so excited about what Jesus is doing through this ministry to change lives and restore his people. Would you consider partnering with us as we continue to share the message of Jesus here on Jesus is Real Radio? You can find out more and donate securely online at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Thank you for prayerfully considering this. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I'm so stoked you're a listener of Jesus is Real Radio, and I know Jesus has amazing plans for you. I'd love to hear the story of how God's working in your life. Give us a call here at Jesus is Real Radio at 360-256-4655 or email me at real at danielfusco.com. Join us again here on Jesus is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel discusses distractions, health problems, financial problems, political issues. All of these can so quickly pull your focus away from where it should be, on God. The enemy enjoys distracting God's children and he isn't going to let up. Suffering is one of his ways to do this. Don't let the enemy's attacks take your eyes off the glory that awaits you in heaven. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through this series called The Secret Sauce. That's next time on Jesus Is Real Radio.